successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me again today on 980 AM KMBZ as well as online at GrillNationShow.com as well as on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as well as Stitcher on podcast. Very excited to have you all listening today. I want to quickly mention uh, on iTunes, I would very much appreciate it. We have a lot of listeners who are on the go, whether they're at the gym, at their office, uh, working out, working hard, that listen via iTunes. And I uh, would love if you all would rate this show and support Grill Nation uh, however you'd like uh, with a review or a rating uh, on the iTunes page because we'd love to spread the word to many more people here in Kansas City and throughout the country. And one way to do that is through rating the show. So if you like the show, I uh, would love to have you uh, give it a few stars. And uh, I think it's a four or five star program there. And uh, put a review. Uh, we appreciate having you guys listening every week. And the feedback has been well taken. And I appreciate all the thoughts, uh, yay or nay, that have come through the emails and Twitter and Facebook and whatnot over the last few months. Appreciate you listening as well via podcast. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show before we preview today's amazing show we're going to have. They are title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Also contributors and guest hosts to Grill Nation are The Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co. Ryan Maybe, who will be joining us next month. He's traveling a lot right now. One Light Luxury Apartments, great folks over there. Uh, two Light is almost up, and uh, I'm assuming Three Light will be uh, be coming on board here in the near future as well. They're just continuing to grow downtown, and downtown Kansas City are great places to be. And lastly, Reactor Design Studios and Clifton Alexander, who's a guest host and honor contributor. Loved the show we did with him recently with John Nemeth from AECOM Sports, uh, talking about sports ar- architecture and uh, sports stadium finance. Very cool show. Thanks for Clifton Alexander for being a co-host of the show and on-air contributor to the Grill Nation show. On today's show, we are lucky to have on uh, two great Kansas Cityans, uh, Greg Owsley, who is the STEAM director at Rockhurst High School. Uh, they have a impressive and very impressive uh, STEAM program uh, going on. I'll get into that in just a second. Joining Greg Owsley on today's show will be Millie Brown, Millie Brown is on the Rockhurst uh, board and also uh, had two children who uh, went to Rockhurst High School, as well as her husband, Michael Brown, who is the CEO of Euronet, uh, who was a Rockhurst High School graduate. Michael and Millie uh, pledged uh, almost $2.1 million to help Rockhurst High School implement its science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics STEAM curriculum uh, around two years ago, it was late 2000, actually summer of 2015 when this became public in the Kansas City Business Journal. And, uh, really exciting news. And, uh, they're doing some really great work over there at Rockhurst High School, which I will get to just in a second. But, uh, one of the cool things they're doing is 
working with students. Uh, it touches all students, and Rockhurst is the high school, I believe, around a thousand thousand students. Private Catholic, uh, je- private Jesuit uh, high school here in Kansas City. Only all male school as well uh, in the Kansas City area. But they're teaching students why STEAM is important. They're impacting not only Rockhurst but also impacting the Kansas City community at large with uh, future people that can uh, hold down really great jobs here in the area and also go on and do other things. And uh, just they've actually been accredited and received a, one of the best accreditations you can get in this field with the associated member with the National Consortium of Secondary STEM Schools, the NCSSS, uh, made them an advanced ED designation on certification. They're the only school uh, in the Missouri and Kansas states who are a STEAM-certified advanced egg designation. And uh, we're going to get into that in the show. But really, really congratulations to them and kudos to Rockhurst High School for receiving this accreditation in such an early phase. I believe they will be talking to other schools and teachers about how they did it and helping the community so it can grow as well in its STEAM education. I'm going to also talk to the folks from Rockhurst High School today about what they're doing with entrepreneurship for others and their entrepreneurship classes, which is a really cool program. And their motto really is, you know, besides men for others, entrepreneur for others, it's you know, school world and real world, uh, they shouldn't be separate. We need to advance our education for folks so they can they can start fulfilling these jobs in the, the community and in the country uh, when they graduate. So they're really big on entrepreneurship for, uh, for others. They're really big on STEAM education. They're also really big on coding. Every student at Rockhurst High School is required to take a freshman coding class. Uh, we'll get into that on the show, which I think is pretty cool because – you know, nothing like that obviously existed when yours truly was in high school. But we did have keyboarding classes, which learning keyboarding uh, as a freshman was the um, was probably the most impactful class I ever had. I'm watching Mark over there using the Hunt and Peck method on his computer uh, as we tape the show. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, can you imagine if you were still hunting and pecking uh, on the keyboard? No, I can't. And one of the things I learned was the simplest thing. And nowadays, it's coding. It's not only coding to learn how to be a programmer, but it's coding to teach students how to think analytically how to solve problems, which in our world, as we know, uh, is a big deal. Problem solving, and no matter what occupation you take on, it's very important. So we're going to talk to them about how they've implemented coding at Rockhurst High School. Again, along with their entrepreneurship class, they have totally redesigned some of the spaces in their school, the important accreditation that they announced uh, with the as an associated member with the National Consortium of Secondary STEM Schools, uh, honored with the Advanced Ed education uh, certification for their STEAM program, that's science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. I'm going to talk to them all about that. So it's going to be a really exciting show today. And you know what? This is the reason why we're having Rockhurst High School on the show. Not only is because it's a great high school here in Kansas City and it's excelling, but because they're they're doing things that are unique. They're doing things that are different. There's programs that they're putting forth uh, that are really helping students and training the future workforce. Uh, as we mentioned on past shows, the KC Tech Council study shows that there's a shortfall of an educated workforce here in Kansas City in STEAM and STEM areas. And Rockhurst and Greg Owsley and Millie Brown are trying to fix that. And also I want to mention, too, it is all about job creation. It is all about job preparation. Rockhurst High School is truly doing its part to prepare young men before they get to college. So excited to have uh, not only a great, great smarts in the studio. Greg is a brilliant person. He's a uh, mathematics major, and uh, he's also a juggler, which we'll get into, but uh, Millie Brown, just a great person, great philanthropist here in Kansas City, and excited to have them on the show to talk about the STEAM program at Rockers as well as their entrepreneurship and Cody classes. Uh, Rockers continuing to be a leader in the high school uh, world here in Kansas City and both in the Missouri and the Kansas side. want to quickly mention, too, the uh, program going on right now at the Kansas City Business Journal. They're launching a – we talk a lot about company culture on this show 
uh, with our guests, but they're launching a coolest office spaces contest. And it was just in the business journal this week. Uh, what makes a cool office? It could be the view, it could be the ping pong table, it could be the treadmill desk, but to be really impressive, the design has to go beyond perks. And so they're launching a contest. You can check out at biz journal at KC biz journal. Uh, and it's going to be pretty cool. And one of the things that we pride ourselves on here again is culture, company culture, and uh, it's going to be C to C who wins this contest. But they're looking for business to submit a short application and some photos of their offices. The strongest contenders will be placed in the bracket style competition, and then it will be up to readers to vote on their favorites. Is your awesome? Is your office awesome? Has your marketing? De- have your marketing department submit a nomination? Uh, very cool contest going on at the Kansas City Business Journal. So check it out coolest office spaces contest for your clients, for your friends, for your company. Uh, something to look forward to. Again, on today's show, we will have Greg Owsley and uh, Millie Brown. Greg is the STEAM director at Rockhurst High School. And Millie Brown is a on the board and also a contributor, her and her husband, of over $2 million to the STEAM program at Rockhurst High School. Excited to have you listening today. Again, favorite our show on iTunes. Star it, rate it, review it. Appreciate you joining us today on the Grill Nation show. And you can, as always, connect with me on Grill Nation at, on Twitter, excuse me, at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation show. Thanks for joining us today and thanks for being with us the last few weeks. We hope you enjoy the show. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Grill Nation on 980 AM KMBZ. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us again today, uh, as always, via the radio online at grillnationshow.com or on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Appreciate you joining as well via podcast today as well. Very excited about our show today as we, as we briefly uh, previewed in our first segment after the uh, different things we had to get through. Uh, we are going to be talking about STEAM education and STEM education on today's Grill Nation show. We've had uh, some discussions about that here recently. Uh, seems to be a very trending topic, but uh, very lucky to have on the show Greg Owsley and Millie Brown, who uh, are involved with the, the Rockhurst High School STEAM program. And uh, Greg is the uh, director and uh, has won a is also an avid juggler, which we'll get to in a little bit. And uh, Millie uh, Brown is a very well-known philanthropist and has uh, made a very strong contribution uh, to the program, her and her husband, at Rockhurst High School. So welcome to the show. Thanks Both for having us. us. Great morning. to have you. Um, okay, so first off, let's talk about Rockhurst High School. Um, you know, I've almost went to school there. But I went to St. Pius. Our last, I was, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a Northland kid, it was like back then. It still seemed far away. Yeah. Now, not not as, not as much. You now know, there's anymore. a Northland bus that brings the, all the Rocker students. Yeah, there was a, there was a handful of people that went to Rockers, but um, from uh, my grade school, St. Therese. But um, tell us about kind of the high school a little bit, and then we're going to get into the programs and how exciting it is. But uh, just kind of what's going on there and the size and and, and what goes on at Rockers High sure. School. Sure. So Rockers High School, uh, which is located on 9301 State Line Road, where the university is, um, 55th and Truce, basically. And the high school is a thousand all boys. It's the only all male Catholic Jesuit high school in Kansas City. Uh, nine through grades nine through twelve. So with a thousand students, each class is about 250 students, and mm-hmm. it's happening. Like students are involved in the arts, they're involved in the sports. A lot of people know us from the sports side of things, but what we you know what you don't maybe see is that we'll have a football athlete who on Friday nights is 
playing in a varsity football game, and then uh, the previous Thursday night he sang in a choir concert. Concert and it was just uh, fantastic. So mm-hmm. we really encourage um, you know breadth of skills uh, that all of our students learn, and we really try to connect all our students outside the walls of Rockers High School as well. So they're doing a lot of service projects. Community service is a major core value of Rockers High School. It always has been. It's always been one of the things that you strive for, and I think. Um, I think it's pretty interesting, all the things that are happening. And Millie, how how were you connected to uh, Rockhurst? How did you get involved? Well, my husband is an alumni. Mike okay. Brown is an alumni. My two sons went to Rockhurst High School. I'm actually on the Board of Trustees right That's now. That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mike and I kind of approached Father Baum and uh, Greg Harkness, the principal, about um, kind of the beginnings of this STEAM initiative and um, the leadership of Rockhurst was amazing. They were all on board and ready to jump on this. They were already looking for a way to begin this type of thinking. And then um, with a little bit of financial backing, they were able to pull together a dream team, Mr. Owsley and mm-hmm. Mr. Winkler and Mr. Clark. Uh, J.W. Clark mm-hmm. are the um Mr. Owsley was the chair of the math department. Winkler was the chair of the science department. And J.W. Clark has taken off the computer science department. And together, those three people are just doing some incredible innovation in education, complete education for Rockers High School and eventually taking it out into the community. And it's not just me. We, I work with amazing people. So now, cool. Greg, you were, uh, and, and we'll mention too, like, uh, it was a great donation of over $2 million to this program uh, by uh, Millie and her husband, Michael. And really just kind of, it just goes to show you just the community. It's a community, right? I mean, that's Absolutely. what I always thought about Rockhurst. It's a community. And you, you actually went to school there, right? Yeah, I'm class of 2000. And um, I actually I came back to visit my old math teacher when I was in college and, and told him I just switched to being a math major. And uh, Mr. Frank Lingar says, well, what are you going to do with that degree? And completely joking, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll end up here someday. And I, I don't know why I said that, but uh, fortune, you know, I'm fortunate that I did. And he said, well, you know, we need someone to help uh, teach summer school this summer if you're interested. And that seemed a lot more interesting than uh, working at the door factory that I worked on the summer before. So <laughs> I started teaching summer school when I was 19 and uh, got sucked into education and has, have, haven't looked back. I've loved every minute of it. And also, too, we'll mention the juggling thing. Yeah. Before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of the program. So you're a, uh, a, a, a actual professional juggler. Is that true? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I juggle for uh, the Moondrop Circus. It's a local community circus. So we do I have a gig on Saturday, actually. And, uh, Look at that. <laughs> And uh, so we do stuff like on First Fridays, but we do a lot of like corporate parties and, and stuff of that nature. Uh, but what I love about juggling is it's an engaging activity um, that's problem solving. There's a, it's wrought with failure. So you, in order to get better at it, you constantly have to fail. And those are great life lessons that our students encounter every day in school. So, you know, I teach math by day, juggle by night. But like uh, during the day, like my students, math is hard. And so they struggle and that's okay. That's part of the learning process. And you have to go through that struggle in order to accomplish whatever goal it is that you have. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I, I didn't even know about that. I, I'm, I'm learning something new. And your, your <laughs> children went to Rockhurst, and they obviously are, have done well, it sounds like. So you've, you've been involved as well, just not on the board, but also with family. 
Right, but you know what, Mike and I have noticed uh, these young kids coming out of school, no matter what area of uh, that they go into. I have a daughter who was a broadcast journalism major mm-hmm. who's now doing investment banking. She wishes she had had some coding to do all her modeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, uh, other son's doing marketing. He needed. He felt like he needed a little more because everything now is on the web. It's all digital mm-hmm. advertising. Everything's digital. Sure. And um, I've got a son who's an engineer. There you go. Which is one, you know, a different Perfect. thing. But he kind of thought that that every every student, every citizen, kind of needs a, a stronger base in this. And you know, the United States is lagging in our math scores. And mm-hmm. you know, so and this is a whole new innovative way of teaching it and getting hopefully improving that whole area of math and science what uh and and i i don't meet many math majors greg yeah i mean really seriously i don't so tell me about that like i mean i i took calculus and all those things and they were a struggle for me once you get to college i mean that's like it's like two plus two right i mean that's so easy for you you, you'd prove why that's (laughs) why that's true right i mean it's really being a math major uh, helps teach you how to think. It's about problem solving ultimately. So a lot of my math major friends end up going to law school because they could think logically. Um, and, and the thing about math is it's just a way of thinking that's actually accessible to everyone. Uh, the part of the reason I was asked to be steam director is because prior to that, I was the chair of the math department. And when I was first started as the chair of the math department, our department would have about 60 students take the AP calculus exam when they graduated. Uh, now we have over 130. So we more than doubled the number of AP calculus exams being taken. But we didn't, it's not like we over doubled the amount of quote unquote smart kids that were coming into the school. What we did is we created the entire math department as a whole. I just happened to be the chair. We created an environment to uh, allow more students to be successful. And you can, if you can cultivate the right type of environment, then more students can all of a sudden think to themselves, oh, I actually can do math. Like this is capable, I'm capable of doing this and they can be successful. I had a student transfer into Rockers, take my AP Calculus uh, class, and the first couple of weeks he said, Mr. Ozzie, you know, I love your class. I want to do this, but like, I am not prepared. And, like The school I was at previously, I'm just not ready, uh, but I want to stay in. What do I do? And I said, well, if you trust this process, I will get you to where you need to be, but your choice will be probably a low grade now. But trust me, and we will get you to where you, where you want to go. He had a D plus the first quarter, a C plus the second quarter, and he had a B plus third quarter. He had an A fourth quarter and got a five on the AP calculus exam, which is the highest score you can get. Mm. So it's really about creating this environment where every student can thrive. It's not about trying to filter out this, the quote-unquote smart students uh, from the non-smart students. Everyone is capable. And what we're trying to do the STEAM uh, program at Rockers High School is create opportunities so that every student can be successful and then share what we've learned with the whole community so that students from the entire Kansas City area can become successful and achieve whatever goal it is that they're identifying for themselves. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, tell us more about what actually STEAM is and, and what kind of is involved with the program. Sure. So the acronym is Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, Math. And uh, Arts is, a, is, a, is an addition. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it depends. It's more of a national edition. I so feel for like us, too. for us, uh, we were inspired a lot by Rhode Island School of Design, which mm-hmm. really promotes STEAM Great versus school. STEM. Yeah. And, but if you go and if you go visit Rhode Island, they, they talk about all their CEO graduates. They don't talk about their famous artists, right? So for us in the very beginning, we've defined the A as creativity and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So entrepreneurship is a, a major thread within our STEAM initiative. Uh, and you know, what, what is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur is a person who can actually take an idea and turn it into a, an actual real product. I have a friend who works for Zaner who used to teach at the Art Institute and he used to say, you know, my, 
I used to think that the best artists, the greatest artists in the world were the ones that had the greatest ideas. He's like, I, I, that's completely false. He's like, the, the greatest artists in the world were the ones who could take a great idea and turn it into a finished product. And that's true for the greatest scientists. Have a great science idea, actually do the lab. Like the actual doing step matters to advance the field of science. Uh, and for entrepreneurship, for like a business, that's also the case. You know, identify a problem in the community and then figure out how to actually solve the problem to help the community that you're around make something happen. And all of a sudden you have a business. Millie, I mean, so are there, how many students are involved in this, in this STEAM program? How does that work? And every single, every single they, student. They all take is, the, oh, yes. It, this isn't just in the science and math department. There, um, Mr. Owsley has come up with the best classroom environment. What do we call that? Active learning classrooms. Active learning classrooms. Okay. And the teachers who love that the most were the religion teachers, the language arts teachers are loving it. Every student, and they'll, Every student will have that accreditation as they come out. So yeah, what's so we, our we total are, enrollment? We have a thousand students. Yeah, I want, I want, to, get, I want to get to that in the next segment. Sure, no problem. The accreditation that you yeah. all got because it it's very impressive. It's one of, I think, only 80 schools in the country. Correct. That's amazing. Thank uh, you. We'll get to that after the break, but yeah. this is something that every touches every student at Rockhurst. Yes, every single child. Yeah, and that's something that you don't get at many uh, high schools, and that's one of the perks of, of going to Rockhurst. Well, we're hoping to lead the way so that other schools can follow our lead and create these opportunities for all their students as well. Most people I know that came out of Rockhurst High School have turned out well and, like you said, are very successful and, and really care about their community and the civic uh, or community, the charitable community and, and things happening around them. So it's really exciting to hear about this. I want to talk to you about your entrepreneurship class, the coding elements going on at Rockhurst, and the exciting accreditation that you got uh, for your STEAM program after the break. You're listening to Grill Nation on 980 AM KMBZ. I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet, I feel that hot blood in my body, when it drops, Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM KMBZ, and on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as at GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, very excited to have our guests in studio today, Greg Owsley, STEAM Director for Rockhurst High School, and Millie Brown, uh, who is a on the board of Rockhurst and also a philanthropist, and her husband and her made a, a sizable donation uh, to spark the STEAM program at Rockhurst uh, a few years ago, and uh Mike and Millie, are, uh, Mike is an alum of Rockhurst, and they have two children that attended Rockhurst High School, so exciting to have them both in studio. We were talking about your accreditation and uh, how neat that is for the for Rockhurst High School and how it's not very easy to get, and uh, you guys got it uh, for your STEAM program. Yeah, thanks. So, and it's really a credit to all the great people I work with because we received the – it's just technically called, it's called a STEM certification uh, and it's awarded by Advanced Ed. Advanced Ed is an international accrediting agency. So many of the high schools in our area are accredited through Advanced Ed as a school. Mm-hmm. And then they have this addendum certification called the STEM certification. And that's what we received. And you can have a program that's STEM certified or a school that's STEM certified. And so we received it as the entire school, which is an important point to, to realize. It goes back to Millie's point that this touches every student absolutely that's the goal like why wouldn't that be the goal right if you accept a student in your school you're making a commitment to that student their family that we're going to create the best possible learning environment for that that student this is the first uh accreditation of this sort in missouri and kansas that's correct if you look at all the surrounding states there's one school in chicago but otherwise no other state that's touching missouri has a school that is stem certified right now interesting and how old is the program 
The STEM certification is maybe four years old. Um, it's mostly advanced ed's main quarter headquarters in the southeast of the country. So it's, it, you see more schools in the southeast portion receiving it, but it's spreading pretty quickly. And you guys' program is not that old either. So yeah, only pretty- a little. This is year three, so we moved pretty fast to receive the certification. I was really proud. <laughs> I'm really proud of all my colleagues because because it's not just me. It's way bigger than just me. Well, we, sure. we mentioned you have some other uh, teachers that help you with this. Um, yeah, absolutely. Different different parts of the uh, STEM ed- STEAM education. Right. So in order to receive the certification, there are eleven indicators. And indicator one is how are you promoting STEM education to non traditional students? And so. Uh, as an all-male high school, non-traditional in STEM seems to be that that might be a barrier to challenge to overcome. But, you know, we did that by we were saying that we're teaching an introduction to computer science class to every single freshman. So every single student at Rockers High School learns some coding. Let's talk about that, yeah. Millie, because you mentioned that in the first segment. Um, tell us about that program, because I, I, I hearken back to when I was learning how to type keyboarding class. And I can't I think. We did it in high school freshman year, but we might have done something in eighth grade. But it was really mostly in high school where you actually like learn how to actually type and not use the hot and vec method, uh, which me and some friends joke about might be the most important class we ever took as a freshman <laughs> high school keyboarding class and old apples. Um, tell us about why coding is kind of the new keyboarding, because I imagine students learn how to type now but so you, early see, compared you, to us. You, you don't understand, though, coding, the best thing that coding does for you to when you learn coding it's a way of thinking. It's a logical way of working through a process to mm-hmm. achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. And that, is, and when you're piecing things together and then you check to make sure it's working, this is that whether you end up being a programmer or not, this type of, uh, if you develop yeah. this skill, that's what makes CEOs, that's what makes good vice presidents, that makes good mothers and fathers. Sure. Because you learn that decision-making, how to solve difficult problems. Uh, yeah, and I just think it's awesome that it's offered to every student. Right. The class. Right, and you, I tell you what, anybody can learn how to, to code. It's not like someone's born with a computer science gene, but the, you know. But the <laughs> fact is, if we look at, if we'll get into this question in a second, is, yeah. is school world and real world, the yeah. fact is, is that we have people come on the show all the time that say, you know, that we have a lot of tech jobs left unfilled in Kansas City that right. make six-figure right. salaries. Right. And, you know, starting off at $70,000. I mean, just, just for coding jobs. Absolutely. Right. And there's more of these jobs needed. So it, you're even, not only are you teaching the analytical and solving problem skills, you're also teaching them, you know, here's a chance to have this opportunity to try this. You might like it. And if you do like it, you can make good money and, and work for a great company. Absolutely. Right. We're unlocking opportunity for students. I mean, I mean, coding and, and computer science is infiltrating every field. It's not just about creating computer scientists that can fill the six million, you know, six figure jobs, which will happen also. Uh, but it's also about unlocking opportunity for students who want to go into a separate field and realizing how they can apply computer science to disrupt the field that they're going into. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening, right? The technology is disrupting every industry. Uh, I was in a wedding this Saturday, uh, and the groom, I was one of the groomsmen, he just got hired by Harvard Law School because he was a lawyer who decided not to practice law in Boston, and he'd go to the art museum every day and taught himself how to code in Swift and Python, and then Harvard Law School hires him to write applications for all their clinical programs. Like, that job was created for him because he had a skill set, and he jokes, he's like, people in Harvard think I do magic. I'm just the only freaking lawyer in Boston who thought it would be a good idea to learn how to code. And Boston has like, Boston has like 40% lawyers, right? You know? So that's, that's the kind of opportunity we're talking about. It's not just the com- creating computer scientists. It, it is that, but it's much bigger than yeah. that. So it's really, it's really exciting. 
How many students are there in a class, like one of these coding classes at Rockers? It's a normal class size, like 25 students. Yeah, okay. but it's mostly inquiry-driven. Like, students are working on projects. It's not uh, a sage-on-the-stage environment. It's a guide on the side. So the role of the teacher is changing. So the teacher is walking around the classroom. Every student has a computer working on these uh, these projects. They, they learn a language called processing, which is an extension of Java, and they basically created an animation at the end of the day. So... They'll have a theme, the student learns the commands, so they learn how to draw a circle, they learn how to draw an ellipse, they learn how to make a triangle, then they learn how to fill it in with colors, then they learn how to, and they, they each have their own, you know, animal per se. So if, let's say the theme is an ocean, everybody's creating their own sea creature. And then as the course goes on, they learn how to animate it, and by the end of the class, the whole class puts all their creatures together, and you have this a unique aquarium that that class created. And so students can see the work that they're doing. And on accident, they happen to be learning programming and logic. And last year, our class average was like 90%. So, like, every student is being successful. The class, the, the average class average at Rockers is not 90%. Like, the, <laughs> the GPA is not uh, 90%, but all the students were doing this. It mm-hmm. was really exciting. Uh, we're talking to Greg Owsley and Millie Brown today about Rockers High School's STEAM program. One of the other exciting things is the entrepreneurship uh, for others. Right. So, yeah. tell us about that. Is we have a lot of entrepreneurs that have set, built successful companies that listen to the show and a lot of entrepreneurs who have started businesses and are just kind of uh, in lean startup mode now and in hus- are hustling. But uh, one of the things we talk about is school world versus real world. And the question of to you is why are they separate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, teachers are encouraged to include real world problems in their classes. Students are always asking, when will I ever use this in my life? Well, so that we have, we assume that these worlds are separate. So let's just break down that barrier altogether and, and talk about having students working on authentic problems right now. And those are indicators in the STEM certification, students working on real-world problems. Indicator 111 is creating adult-world connections with students. So the Entrepreneurship for Others class, which we launched this year, there's a guest speaker every week on average where we have students come into the new pitch space. We have a a new learning common space where we can sort of have this environment where there's a collision of ideas, students are interacting with each other. And within the learning commons, there's a pitch space. So a guest speaker will come in, students in the Entrepreneurship for Others class, go and listen to the, the guest speaker talk, and they're required to write a reflection paper. And then throughout the class, the Entrepreneurship for Others class, students are learning an entrepreneurial mindset. So really it's about an entrepreneurial mind, developing and cultivating this entrepreneurial mindset. Students are then challenged to identify a problem in the community that will help the world around them to make the community better, uh, and then create a solution to that problem. And they have to learn about the problem. And that solution might be a product, it might be a service, who knows, but they'll collaborate with each other. We'll connect them with another alum to help mentor them along the way. And that class will culminate in a, a business canvas pitch night where they go in front of a public audience, stand in front of a public audience and say, this is the problem we try to solve. This is what we learn from it. Here's where we, we, we think we should do moving forward. And it's, it's going to be awesome. It is awesome. Right? What, 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 uh, what year are these people that are juniors on? and seniors, juniors yep. and seniors. Okay. So it kind of helps them to maybe decide on what they want to do when they go to if they're going to go to college or right. We basically we collaborated with uh, UMKC Small that. Business Technology Development Center. Mm-hmm. They have a program called the Ice House Program for uh, adults that are starting companies. Uh, it helps take a small company and make it a sustainable company. So we skipped undergrad, we skipped grad school, we skipped you know uh, business school, and we went straight to a a, a non accredited class that's actual real and works with adults and. We partnered, or we um, collaborated with UMKC, and they are creating this as a semester course for us that we're launching right now. It's really, really cool. This is cool, and, and Millie, it's very important, right, for uh, students to learn about these things. It's non-traditional, uh, but it's becoming more acceptable, I think. 
Absolutely. and more needed in our society. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it really is. And I, I just, I wish I would have had an entrepreneurship, some sort of a class, ended up going to law school. But I, I just feel like that really kind of um, changed your mindset, really. And it really kind of put puts you together with the real world and real world thought leaders. And you mentioned the pitch competition. Right. Which obviously that that happens a lot these days for for funding, right? Uh, or by corporations that uh, want entrepreneurs to come help them uh, reverse pitches. But right. it's definitely the norm now, and it's cool that high school students are getting the opportunity to do it. And we're we're looking to help other high schools. I mean, we're going to have a, a conference in March uh, where you're partnering with Advanced Ed about the STEM certification. So I've already talked to educators in the community, but you know, shout out to every educator listening, or if you're a business owner has a, a student in another school. Let your school administration know uh, if they if that school wants to know what are the steps towards the STEM certification, or at least taking out elements from it. We're gonna have this conference uh, March thirteenth yeah, and fourteenth. Tell us about 14th. the conference. Yeah, so it'll be March thirteenth and fourteenth. Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen will be during our spring break, so we can house a few hundred people and uh, not, not have students in the way. And we're gonna have a keynote speaker, and we're gonna have guest speakers come in. We'll talk about how to get certified, different programs that work for us. Uh, different programs in the city. There's so much happening in Kansas City right now. That it's just Kansas City is at an inflection point, which you know, reaching just now realizing its potential. I stole that quote from uh, <laughs> Victor Huang, who works at the Coffin Foundation. He's mm-hmm. an entrepreneur there, and that's what he said about Kansas City. That it feels like Silicon Valley 40 years ago and Austin 20 years ago. There's so much opportunity right now. So let's connect our students to that opportunity. That's that's the goal of all this. There definitely is a lot of resources in town uh, for entrepreneurs, that's for sure. Uh, really exciting. Uh, we're speaking with Greg Owsley and Millie Brown. We'll be right back after the break with the last segment of the show today. I really want to hone in on the thing about importance of Kansas City and helping uh, your men for others is yep. one of your slogans. That's right. Their missions at, at Rockers High School. And I want to talk more about that as well. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 MKMBZ, and on podcasts and iTunes and TuneIn Radio. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We've had two great people in from Rockhurst High School today. I was going to pull up your website there. It's rockhursths.edu. Uh, talking about the STEAM program as well as your entrepreneurship uh, for others uh, class, your coding classes. Uh, we'll get into some of your other programs. One thing that's really important and one of the reasons why you received your accreditation uh, is the community. Uh, you had a lot of community support for this. Talk about that because I feel like one thing you guys instill in your students, men for others, is uh, working with the community and giving back to the community. But the community also has been very supportive of what you all are doing with the STEAM program. Absolutely. We're really fortunate to have such an engaged alumni base and parents as well. And you know, with this, when the STEAM initiative started, we uh, partnered with St. Teresa's Academy and Together, we created a STEAM advisory board, and Millie is on this advisory board with her husband, Mike. And we have a lot of really great people on that board. Kevin Truman, um, who's dean at UMKC of Computer Science and Engineering, Carrie Keefe, KC Social Innovation, David Reed, who was on the show about a month ago, mm-hmm. who works with the STEAM studio, and Gould Evans. Uh, and that's really exciting. And with that collaboration, um, the, A, with the STEM certification, indicator 10, 1.10, uh, you need to have community partners. And so it really encourages schools to partner with uh, other schools, other businesses, other organizations to create these opportunities for students. And that's really exciting. 
even before high school, you guys have summer programs for students, correct? Yeah, that absolutely. are coming into Rockhurst, uh, robotics uh, courses, camps. Uh, Yost did a water robotics yeah, course last year. Students are learning how to make robots can swim. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is before high school. Yeah, our That's robotics amazing. teacher, Andy Wilcox, he is uh, something else. He was a former swim coach, actually. He and Paul Winkler won 11 state swim championships. So they've taken that team concept and that love of swimming and now are applying it to robotics. we got to give Greg <laughs> a shout-out, too, Millie. He was chosen as Kansas City's top connector in education entrepreneurship. Yes, out of 3, we're so Kansas proud Citians. of him. Yes, he's amazing. He's the dream team. That was the project with the Coffin Foundation. That's Sounds right. like you, uh, you, you mentioned Victor. Uh, Obviously, you're following what they do as a resource for entrepreneurs and people here in Kansas City with education as well. Absolutely, yeah. We're working with a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space. Uh, Kansas City Startup Foundation, Adam Arredondo, they run a Mecca Challenge event for students. Uh, it's like a one-day entrepreneurial sprint. Uh, so we run Mecca Challenges at Rockers. Um, it's really important for the school to have someone with a position like mine where I'm not teaching you know, all day long and I can go out and make connections in the community. Very, very important. Yeah. I feel like we all fall into that trap in, in our day to day lives. Right. We're grinding out work and we never really go I still out teach and... two classes and I love, I was <laughs> talking about Unicircle right before this. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, one thing, the reason why this is so important is because of, uh, we, we talked earlier about the lack of shortfall of educated workforce in the, st- in the STEAM areas, um, creating jobs, job preparation. You're doing its part to prepare these young young folks before they get to college right. on these issues that are needed. I mean, these jobs that are out there that we need to succeed in. Obviously, we're as a country, we're falling behind in, in STEAM education. And one of the things you guys are trying to do is combat that and also prepare people for the next steps in life. Absolutely. And uh, that's important. Yes, it is. Very important for the community, for the world. Yeah. Uh, training the future workforce. And you mentioned Kansas City in our last segment as an, at an inflection point. I mean, what are you seeing as someone that is uh, teaching students, but also kind of involved in the community with, well, with, 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 with the potential here, with, with the, with the tech jobs, with the uh, right. team jobs, with I mean, uh, Google fiber came in in 2011. We have um, with the streetcar, Kansas City has the longest stretch of smart city um, in the country. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge in the country in terms of its MBA program. And that's mostly because of its data science certificate. Uh, I mean, the world is fundamentally different than when you and I were in high school mm-hmm. and it wasn't too long ago, actually. So, you know, like it, there's a <laughs> Greg and I are about the same age. Uh, well, but you look at Cerner's here in town. You've got right. like six or seven uh, big engineering firms. There's a lot of employment here. Yeah. Uh, you know, for and those companies are growing. Absolutely. There really is, and and now I feel like it's students are okay with staying and staying around. In Kansas yeah. City, when they come back from college or if they go to college here. Oh, it's a great place to live. Kansas yeah. City's awesome. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And so I feel the same way. That's why I came back here. And, and Greg, you know, you probably went off to college and didn't you? In different yeah, city I, and I went back. to University of Rochester and then I came back. And here I am. I, lo- I love Kansas Kansas City. Is a, it's a great time to be in Kansas City. It's a great time to be in education. Mm-hmm. And not just at Rockers. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of schools doing a lot of innovative things. And, and you we're all learning from each and other. And you mentioned you are going to, you, you, you assist and you'll help others. Yeah, other, other, other educators out so there. So the, the motto for a student at Rockers High School is to we want to form them to be a men for others. So for us, how do we model that by being a school for others? Mm-hmm. I think the best example of being a school for others is we partnered with St. Teresa's to um, bring the Exeter Math Institute to Kansas City. Uh, the Phillips Exeter Academy is a high-profile prep school in the Northeast. Mark Zuckerberg went there. And in the 90s, they threw out all their math textbooks and rewrote problem sets. And so students there, it's all problem-based learning. It's all inquiry-driven. So we have their teachers come to Kansas City and teach teachers 
how this works. How do you have a problem-based learning class? So last summer, we had 105 teachers. Uh, nearly 70% of them were from publics and charter schools. Uh, and those teachers are going through this four-day workshop where they're doing math. It's the best math professional development I've ever been a part of because you're actually doing math the whole time as opposed to like listening to someone talk about how great their math class is. You are actually solving math problems with colleagues. So you're building connections. You're remembering how hard math is. The, the biggest comment we get from teachers is, I forgot how math is hard. Like I'm going to be so it's so much easier for me to empathize with my students now because I forgot what it felt like to be a student. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this math thing for so long. So yeah, last summer we had 105 teachers. Uh, we asked them what their average class size was, added it up, and ended up being 12,000 students. So we're, we'll have the extra oh, math. Wow. Yeah, we'll have the extra math institute next summer. And we want to have every math teacher in the city participate in this training. You know, like and, that's and the, the math teachers afterwards, after eight hours of doing math, they would just sit around and yeah. like talking to other <laughs> math teachers about math. I mean, it was they felt a relief to be to find that community. We're building, yeah, we're building yes. a professional network because teachers tend to be isolated within their classroom, within their school. There are all these physical and artificial walls, so breaking down those boundaries so that we can we're all on the same team as mm -hmm. teachers. Like we're mm -hmm. all educating. The, the future. And so let's work together so we can better leverage that. Mm -hmm. You should see the faculty offices at Rockers. They, they've opened it up so faculty can interact with other faculty. Mr. Owsley will put some math problem on the whiteboard <laughs> for anybody to walk by and work on. I, it's, just, it's just a whole different way of educating and collaborating, interdisciplinary. And the space is different, too, for students. I looked at it, and it looked, at, it looked like you guys have been uh, – your academic learning commons and whatnot on your newsletter. Yeah, it's more innovative commons. spaces. It looks like a, a more of a space I'd see at a at a, at a lab or a uh, incubator or an accelerator. Absolutely. It's Google right <laughs> here at Rockers High School. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. And I've really. been to Google before, and that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, so have I, and that's part of the inspiration of designing these active learning classrooms. So, uh, you know, you see the learning commons. Uh, that's a a large scale active learning classroom. So we're redesigning all of our classroom spaces to encourage more collaboration. You know, one of the, the values that we promote for our students to form them and men for others, two of those values are loving and open to growth. Well, how do you, how do you do that in a classroom instruction environment? Well, you have students talk to each other. So students are at tables. There's a lot more collaboration. If you walk into a typical class at Rockers, it's a lot louder than you probably remember. I remember when I showed Mike and Millie a couple of years ago and she walked in the room, she's like, where's the teacher? I don't even know where the teacher is right now. Because students are just vibrantly, you know, working a different on different way the to problems. learn. It Absolutely. really is. And it, it is like the world that, you know, we, in the real world, in the entrepreneurial world, you need people to collaborate with each other and have that energy. And that's what we're trying to put in a classroom environment. So awesome. Uh, Greg Owsley, team director at Rockers High School at Millie Brown. Uh, really appreciate you're on the board at Rockers High School and also very a very big contributor to the STEAM program. Thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, I'm invigorated. I feel like I need to take a code in class or learn to do something. New. You Come by anytime. Yes. <laughs> Greg will teach you. Yeah, yeah, it was really great having you guys on the show, and congrats on all your success, and congrats for helping other educators and people around uh, the community and, and the country uh, learn and, and help grow these programs. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you for very having much. us. Thanks for coming on the show today, and uh, it's been great. And we'll see you again next week on Grilled Nation. Appreciate you joining us and listening each and every week. Have a good one.